Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. It's great to have you with me. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. So glad you've joined me. Well, let's dive in. I am recording this podcast on the 14th of this of December, 2020. Why is that significant? Well, first of all, it's because today that the Electoral College votes nationwide in our recent presidential election. By the end of today, the Electoral College will have voted and that will seal the fate of of Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Of course, we already know the outcome, unless something absolutely wild happens, like um, every electoral college member becomes what they call a a faithless voter, meaning that they vote differently from uh, what they agreed to vote before and the way the voters directed them to vote. Uh, Joe Biden will be president of the United States. Kamala Harris will be vice president of the United States, uh, or at least that will be the vote. And Donald Trump will be removed from office. That vote, by the way, which will be done today nationwide, will be delivered to Congress on January the 6th. And of course, there will be an inaugural celebration uh, for those who are wanting to celebrate on January 20th. So the other thing that's happening today that is interesting and that it really is significant for the future um, is that the COVID-19 vaccination has begun to ship today. And so already people around the world are beginning to get that vaccination, beginning to get that shot. Um, Millions and millions and millions are being shipped into our country now. Uh, It will not be long before the average person can get that shot at the local CVS, at their doctor's office, at clinics around the country. And so today signals a major turn in the pandemic that we have been enduring since about March of 2020. It's good news, should work should remove the concerns. Obviously, we're going to have other public policy concerns. Eventually, can you get on an airplane? Can you go to a basketball game? Uh, Can you enter a hospital without having had the shot uh, in addition to perhaps other tests? So those are public policy issues and private, private industry policy issues to be decided. But good news today, the vaccine is shipping. And by all accounts, it seems to be highly effective well into the 90th percentile, which is very, very good. Well, let's return to politics. I want to talk to you about what's likely to happen here in the next season, particularly for the GOP. We know what's going to happen for the Democratic Party. We know that Joe Biden is going to become president of the United States. We know our country is going to have a big lurch to the left. Um, We know he's already told us he's going to rejoin a lot of the international agreements. He's going to reengage the war on climate change. Um, He's going to be an outspoken advocate for abortion, for LGBT. Rights, all of these things he has already declared. And of course, we will have massive fights over this stuff uh, going forward. And you know where I am on those issues. What's going to be interesting, what's going to be interesting for the GOP, for conservatives, and possibly for the direction of our country is uh, either unfortunately or fortunately what Donald Trump does now. 
Trump is not a man who, uh, willing to concede defeat easily. Uh, he is a man who has decided that he was robbed in this election. Therefore, he is raising a huge amount of money uh, in this season between Election Day and Inauguration Day. Uh, at noon on that day, he's no longer president of the United States. And he is using this as an opportunity to do a number of things. He's raising a massive amount of money, as I say. He is claiming that the 2020 presidential election was illegitimate, and he is declaring that he will run in 2024. Now, let's go beyond whatever emotional reaction we have to this, and let's talk about what that looks like in the next four years. The likelihood is that Donald Trump will continue to talk about running in 2024, will continue talking about how Joe Biden is not um, a, a legitimate president, that the election was rigged, that it was stolen, and he will continue, and here's the more important issue for me, uh, he will continue to exercise a control, almost a stranglehold, over the Republican Party. You see, for those of us who are conservatives, um, the Donald Trump version of conservatism is not the only one out there. In fact, the Donald Trump version of conservatism um, has of, often been reactionary. It has often been ill-informed. Uh, it has certainly come with a harsh, bitter cutting, insulting, incendiary, total war kind of tone. And so if Donald Trump maintains a controlling hold on the Republican Party, then that's going to be the Republican Party that you have in the next four years. And it's very likely he's going to be able to do this. This is not only because uh, he's the most popular Republican in America. It's not only because he's going to continue to do those massive rallies that he loves, uh, minus Air Force One. Uh, it's not only because uh, he is at this moment the most electable man in 2024. He only barely lost this last election, so that's a fair statement to make. Who knows what will actually happen or what he'll say or what he'll do or what lawsuits might, might uh, do to him in the next four years. But right now, he's the most electable man to run in 2024. He also has positioned many of the, uh, the Republican Party uh, administration officials. I don't mean people in government. I'm talking about people in the party, uh, the chairman of the party, this, the party apparatus, the, the operatives. Um, he has a point many of them. They are his hand-chosen people. So they're with him. It's part of the reason that you have uh, such support for the idea that the election was stolen. It's part of the reason that you have people already talking from the Republican Party uh, apparatus. You have some of them already talking about uh, 2024 Trump run. But my concern, I'm telling you honestly, my concern as a conservative is that Trump, Republic, uh, Trump Republicanism, Trump conservatism will become the only tone that is sounded from the Republican Party. I'm a conservative. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely right of center. I am pro-life. I am in favor of limited government. I am in favor of low taxes. Uh, I'm in favor of strong 
um, military. I'm in favor of a wise foreign policy. I'm in favor, you know, I'm, I'm a conservative uh, in every way that I, that I can think of, but I'm not an angry conservative. I'm not hard right wing. I'm not burn the country down. I'm not succeed from the union as the chairman of the Texas Republican Party has urged. His name is Alan West. He urged this past week in an article. Um, I am a patriot. I am a conservative. I'm a Christian. I love my country. I pray for my country. And Trump Republicanism is not the only brand. That's what I want us to think about for a moment. Trump Republicanism, this hard-edged, often reactionary, insulting, bullying, baseball bat to the knees kind of Republicanism, I don't want to call it Republicanism, I'll call it conservatism, is not mine. My conservatism is a conservatism of ideas. It's a conservatism that has footnotes. It's a conservatism that has, that has history. It's got great thinkers in it. It's drawn from Jerusalem and Athens and London. It's drawn from Burke. Uh, it's drawn from the great thinkers who are, who are among our founding fathers. It has history. It has background. Um, it has tested ideas. It produces statesmen. It produces people of balance. It produces people who are wise and who are measured and who believe that rapid social change is destabilizing social change no matter which side it comes from. And so these last four years with Trump in office have not been easy for people like me. We believe in conservative ideas. We obviously are more closely aligned to the values of the Republican Party than we are the Democratic Party. Um, we like many people who are in Congress, uh, many people who are in the House and the Senate. Um, we like the fact that the Trump administration uh, supported certain values that we hold dear. However, the chaos, the bloodletting, the upheaval, even some things as small as the language, the manner, the tone, the way things were done, the lean towards racism, the compliments for white supremacists, all of that we would decry. All the things that you know publicly, the public face of Trump, of the Trump administration and Trump conservatism are not things we would support. So it's been a tough situation because the primary advocate for our values was a man we probably wouldn't even have been willing to have to dinner or have around our daughters. At the same time, he was president of the United States, and he was at least to some degree championing causes that we cared about. Well, now Joe Biden's going to be in office. Obviously, we're not happy about that. We're conservatives. We're people of very different values from Joe Biden. And I've made that clear in this podcast for months. However, now uh, a, a Republican Party, a conservative movement that ought to be healing and reforming and retooling and re-upping and re-engaging and relaunching is going to be, as far as we can tell at this point, held in a stranglehold by Donald Trump. He will be running for office. Basically, the entire Republican Republican Party, if it doesn't somehow right itself, is going to be the campaign apparatus for Donald Trump. He won't go away quietly. He won't go back to business. He won't go back to investing and doing the things that he does, expressing his opinion from time to time, but enjoying a, a retirement. No, he's going to stay vocal. He's going to attack. He's going to go after Biden, which, by the way, for those of us who are non-Trumpian types of conservatives, we don't mind that much. But what we do mind is that his version of Republican 
Republicanism is going to stranglehold the GOP in the next years. So new talent may not be able to rise. There are some great people in the House and the Senate. There are some great patriots. There are some great potential presidential candidates. Will they be able to rise in a Trump-dominated conservative movement? My answer would be no. If Trump is the next candidate, if Trump is our cha- is the champion, I won't say our, if Trump is the man who's leading the way, if Trump is the man who sucks all the oxygen out of the room, if Trump is the man who dominates the party apparatus, if Trump's campaign is tw- in 2024 is what everybody is looking for, where's the breathing room? Where's the new growth? Where's the new talent? Where's the opportunity for a younger generation to assert themselves? We need a more compassionate conservative. We need a more measured conservative. We need a better read conservative. We need a more internationally aware conservative. Uh, We need a more, I think I've already said it, learned, I said well-read, but learned conservative. We need a more seasoned conservative, someone who can work with the DC apparatus. It's not all a swamp, by the way. And but somebody who can get things done, somebody who can kick backsides, um, but also cajole the nation. Where's, you know, again, some of the great moments in American presidential history happened when disasters occurred and presidents became healers in chief. They used that bully pulpit to speak to the nation, rally the nation, the fireside chats of Roosevelt, um, the, 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 the speech by Reagan um, after the Challenger crashed. They slipped the surly bonds of earth and touch the face of God. I mean, these are moments that live. And I'm not just looking for good rhetorical moments. I'm looking for somebody who can lead, somebody who can use the bully pulpit, somebody who can craft a culture with their words. And yes, then make wise decisions. This is a moment in which conservatism ought to be thriving. And instead, we've got the Trumpian stranglehold on the Republican Party. And then we've got uh, the politician, a man I'm probably going to refer to just as the politician, Joe Biden, ever with his finger in the air, and a strong leftist movement both in the vice presidency, represented in the vice presidency, and of course, uh, exerting tremendous influence on a Biden administration. So, not happy news in this podcast. Sorry about that, uh, especially for you conservatives. My great concern is that Donald Trump will continue to exert his stranglehold on the Republican Party for the next four years, all in the name of a 2024 run, which may or may not happen. So what's got to happen? What's the solution? The solution is that some people find their courage. Some, the solution is that some people stand up and say, we are about values apart from personality. We are about people uh, living out, uh, living in an environment of principled freedom. That's what conservatives have always stood for. That's what we're going to stand for now. And if that means we have to distance ourselves from Donald Trump and his attempts to control the conservative movement in America, then so be it. I'm not just reacting to Trump's personality. I'm not just interested that he, you know, go away and leave us all alone. What I'm interested in is that we, is that true conservatism can rise and that the New Jersey infighting kind of approach, the New York infighting kind of approach, the rather unlearned but baseball bat to the knees kind of approach that Trump represents uh, is not what dominates the conservative movement. There are ideas, there's history, there's background. 
I, I strongly recommend to some of you that you read, you read Marsha Blackburn's The Mind of a Conservative Woman. I strongly recommend that you read Burke. I strongly recommend that you read some of the other great conservative um, books. Read George Will. You, you'll, you'll find them on a list, um, any list that you, that you do a search online. You'll find the great, the great books. But the point here is that we are in danger, those of us who are conservative, those of us who care about these ideas, those of us who stand uh, in, in the wake of William Buckley's and so on, and not, by the way, on everything he said about race, but, but certainly about standing athwart the 20th century and saying stop to the trends of liberalism and the destructive ideas that have damaged nations around the world. Those of us who stand there have to be concerned about a Donald Trump stranglehold upon conservatism. Now, I say that uh, appreciating what he's done for us, uh, appreciating the conservatives who are in the House and the Senate, uh, appreciating the good things that have happened in the last four years. Yes, he cut taxes. Yes, he got us out out of some international agreements we shouldn't have been in. Yes, he did great things for Israel. Yes, he took a stand for life. I'm, I'm with all that, support all that, have celebrated all that. But there are other areas, for example, our international policy, our, our foreign policy, his work with the Kurds, things of that nature, his disastrous relationship with the House and the Senate um, that are going to need to be rebuilt. And my greater concern is that the cause of conservatives becomes Donald Trump and not conservative ideas. I want to say that again. My greatest concern is that the cause of conservatives becomes Donald Trump and not conservative ideas, the principles of freedom that have served this nation well and which were recovered along around the 1950s by a vibrant conservative movement that should continue to support us to this day and should make a difference in the United States. So those conservatives in the House and the Senate, those conservatives who are prominent in this country, we've got to be careful not to let uh, the Republican Party and the, more importantly, the conservative movement be completely Trumpized. I don't mean that as an insult. Donald Trump is not the point. His next election is not the point. He can run. He cannot run. So can a bunch of other folks. The bigger issue are our ideas and whether they're going to be incorporated into the governing of this country. We're in a dangerous time. We're in a transitional time. A lot of great things are going to happen in 2021. Great days are ahead. But for conservatives, what I'm trying to say is the word conservative cannot be a code word for Donald Trump in the next four years. Otherwise, conservatism is going to die in the next half a decade or maybe a decade. All right. I'm hoping for better. I'm trusting for better. Happy holidays to you. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, the Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.